We're going to begin there in verse 18. We'll go down to maybe about verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, and uh, maybe doubt, uh, about down to verse 23. I praise the Lord tonight uh, for his goodness. I praise him for his salvation. Uh, I praise him uh, that I'm saved, and I know that I'm on my way to heaven. And I'm so thankful tonight for uh, the gospel. I'm so thankful for his blood uh, that does so many different things. Uh, for me and also for you tonight. And so let's take a look at it as we see in 1 Peter chapter 1. And we begin there in verse 18. Uh, we see Peter pretty much uh, presenting the gospel and talking about the blood of Jesus and the word of God and the resurrection and um, eternity, all these different things that we see here in our text. First <coughs> Peter chapter 1, and we'll begin there in verse 18 tonight. Uh, notice what the Bible says there as we talk about all these things. Of course, they are very dear to us. Uh, we uh, see the gospel here and uh, so many other different things. And uh, what a blessing it is to, uh, to be able to see uh, these different truths that we're going to point out tonight. I think it really help you this evening as we consider, uh, as we consider the, uh, the blood of Jesus and what the blood of Jesus does in eternity and uh, all these different things, what the blood of Jesus does for us. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed uh, with the corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. And so there in chapter, uh, there in verse 18, what Peter's letting everybody know, of course, is he says, I want you to know how you, I want you to know about what salvation is, and I want you to know how you get saved. He says, first and foremost, you need to understand that you don't get saved by corruptible things such as silver and gold. And notice he says, from your vain, con uh, vain conversation. That's conversation has the idea of conduct. He says, I want you to understand that you don't get saved by the, by the material wealth and by material possessions that you have on this earth. He says, that's not how you get saved. You don't get saved by silver and gold, none of those things. He says, you don't get saved by, he's, notice he says, the vain conversation, your vain conduct. He says, you know what, you don't get saved by being a good person. And so when we understand, we'll say, well, if I can't get saved by being a good person and I can't get saved uh, by the possessions and the wealth and the material things that I possess on this earth, then how in the world can I get saved? Uh, because, see, then, just as today, there were lots of folks that believed that you can trust in yourself and you can trust in your own good works and you can trust in position in society or, or wealth, all these different kinds of things. You can just be a good person. Listen, there are a lot of folks tonight that think they're going to heaven just because they think that they're a good person. You know, a lot of folks that they think they're going to heaven tonight just because they do good deeds or because they uh, do certain things. But Peter says here in our text... He says, listen, he says, you are not redeemed. In other words, you're not bought back. That's what redeemed is. He says, you're not bought back. You're not redeemed by corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation or the, or the, or, or the conduct received by tradition of your fathers, the things that you do and those uh, older things, those things that you believe. He says, but there in verse 19, he, say, he says, let me tell you how you get saved. He says, you get saved. He says, there in verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ. He says, let me tell you how to get saved. He says, you don't get saved by silver and gold. You don't get saved by being a good person. You don't get saved by tradition. You don't get saved by following certain different things. He says, let me tell you how you get saved tonight. He says, you get saved 
by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. With the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So there in verse 19, Peter tells us how we get saved. And as he's talking to us about how we get saved, he says, you get saved with the precious blood of Christ. What a subject tonight about the blood of Christ. I mean, we can, we can park here and talk about the blood of Christ for a long time. And we think about what the blood of Jesus does. What is, it, what, is, what is one thing that the blood of Jesus does? Well, we know this. The blood of Jesus cleanses us, does it not? The blood of the Lord Jesus, it cleanses our hearts, it cleanses our lives. It, it, uh, the blood of Jesus washes away our sins. How many have ever been dirty before? You've ever, you ever went outside and jumped in a mud? How many ever jumped in a mud puddle before? Hey, yeah, jumped in a mud puddle. How many ever like to go mudding? You know what mudding is? Go out and, and uh, get in the dirt and all that kind of stuff. You know, kids, they, they don't know what none of that stuff is. How many of Sometimes we get a little bit more dirtier than others. How many of you went out there and you was making that mud pile? You and that girl walked around 
Listen, you don't get saved there in verse 18. You don't get saved by corruptible things, corruptible things, things that are going to fade away, things that are going to rot, things that are going to decay, things that are just temporary. He says you, you're not redeemed by corruptible things, temporary things, things that are going to decay and rot. He says, or, or by, the, by the vain conversation or the uh, received by the tradition. You don't get saved by tradition. He says this is how you get saved. You get saved by the precious blood of Christ. You get saved. Well, he said, why, why did Peter talk about tradition? Because a lot of these Jews, a lot of these Jews felt that all they had to do was just keep the law. They didn't need Jesus. We'll just keep the law and we'll be okay. They, were, they felt that they can go to heaven by tradition. Just by keeping traditions and just by keeping certain laws. But Peter was trying to let them know, listen, you don't go to heaven by keeping laws. You don't go to heaven by doing good deeds and good works. You don't go to heaven by how much money you have, material possessions. You can't obtain heaven. You can't obtain forgiveness. You can't obtain any of these things with silver and gold. He says, listen, the only way that you can possibly have it is by the precious blood of Christ. And that precious blood of Christ, what does it do? It cleanses us from all of our sin. And listen, no matter how dirty we are, no matter how vile we got, no matter how disgusting we've been, the, what we, the blood of the Lord Jesus can cleanse us, it can wash us, and, and it can make us like we've never ever even sinned at all. That's exactly right. The blood of Jesus can wash us and cleanse us like we've never done anything wrong. Justified, like the Bible says. Justified, like a justified, never done anything. Cleansed and washed from the head, from the head all the way down to my feet. The precious blood of Christ, it cleanses me. It washes me. But notice what else. The Bible says, with the Bible says his blood is what? His blood is precious. Now, when you think of things that are precious, you think about things that, uh, things that are, are very rare. Now, the blood of Jesus is so rare that nobody, nobody, else could, nobody else has the blood of Jesus. Now, there are all different types of blood types in this world. But there's not one blood type ever been like this. There's all different kinds of blood types in this world that, uh, that, we, that people uh, need. I mean, I think about... type he is, notice, the Bible says that his blood looked as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's what kind of blood type he is. He has no blemish. He has no spot. Listen, there, I, I'm a sinner. I was born in sin. I was conceived in sin. But the Bible says that the Lord Jesus here, his blood is precious. Why is his blood precious? What type of blood does he have? He has blood that is without spot. He has blood that is, that is without blemish. He has a blood that is not tainted. And because of that, it is precious. And because it's precious, and because there's nothing like it, it can cleanse you, and it can wash you, no matter how bad you've been. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says that his blood is precious. Precious. Now, when something's precious, when something's that rare now, if there's only been one ever like it, now that's pretty valuable. We think about all the different valuable things that we have in the world, precious stones and uh, artifacts and things like that, but nothing is the is as valuable as the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Praise the Lord. You say, well, what does this blood do? Not only does it cleanse us and not only does it wash us, because it is precious and because it was without spot and blemish. But what does this blood do? Well, it cleanses us, it washes us, but what else does this blood do? Well, this blood, it gives us a future, does it not? You know, without the blood of Jesus, I would have no future whatsoever. Did you know that? Well, I would have a future, but it would be a future in hell. But I would have no future in heaven whatsoever. Outside of the blood of Jesus, I have no future whatsoever. Because the Lord Jesus died on the cross. Because he shed his blood. Because he gave himself to die for me. Because he allowed his body to be broken. Because he allowed himself to be crowned with a crown of thorns and, and the beard ripped out of his face. And because he allowed himself to be scourged by men. Because he allowed the blood to flow through his body. Because he future because it is because of Calvary that my sins are forgiven and I have a home in heaven. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. It is because of Calvary because he died on that cross because of what he did for me that I have a home in heaven. Has nothing to do with anything I've done. Has nothing to do with tradition. Has nothing to do with silver and gold. Has nothing to do with how good or, or anything I've been. But it's all about the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And despite how ugly I've been and vile I've been and, and nasty I've been, despite all of that, the blood of Jesus that is without spot and without blemish has gave me a future. Has gave me a future. Not only has the blood of Jesus gave me a future, but it has also given me power. The blood of Jesus has strengthened me and has given me power. And you say, how is that? Because the blood of Jesus, whenever it washed me and cleansed me, the blood of Jesus enables me, the blood of Jesus, Blood. 
us. And so we pray in Jesus' name. We, we are saved uh, by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So I am cleansed. I, am, uh, I have a future. I, I receive power and strength. I receive all these things because of the blood of Jesus. Notice the Bible says there in verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Talking about the Lord Jesus and how he's always been. But now here in the last days, he, be, he, he became manifest. He, he, he was uh, born, of, uh, born of a virgin and manifest himself in the last days. And this time's for us. The Bible says in verse 21, by who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead. So here we are. We're talking about the blood of Jesus. And what did he do? He died for us on Calvary. But then notice how Peter leaves. He goes away from Calvary. He goes away from what Jesus did, how he was that perfect sacrifice, how if we believe and trust in him that we can be forgiven and empowered and cleansed and have a home in heaven. And so he shows us Calvary right there in that verse. He shows us Calvary right there. same Jesus, this same Jesus that was sacrificed we can cut this down just a little bit this same Jesus that was, that was sacrificed, the Bible says there in verse 21 that he's been raised up again he says by who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead so this same Jesus that was crucified is the same Jesus that sits on the right hand of God. The same Jesus that if you believe in him and trust in him because he gave himself for you, because he rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father because he is alive and because he is living, believe in him. And he says, and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Because you see, whenever Jesus rose from the dead and he went to the right hand of the Father, what, is one of the, what are some things that we received from the blood of Jesus? We received cleansing, yes. We received a future, yes. We received strength and power, yes. But we also received there in verse 21, from the blood of Jesus, we also received faith and hope. We received faith and hope. If there's anything that we look around in society today, it needs a lot of things. 
there's one thing, there's a couple things it definitely needs, is it needs to see that there's some hope. We look around society, we see everything that's going on. We see all the different kidnappings and the murders, and we see everything that's happening on television and, and, and the rapes, and we see all the we see how the devil has just run rampant throughout society, all across the world. And it seems like every day it amps up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And if there's one thing that we need in these last days from the blood of Jesus, it is definitely hope. It is definitely hope. Hope, 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 hope. hope there means not like we would hope today. Now you see the word hope has changed over time. See back then hope meant sure. Today it means it might happen, it might not happen. But back then it was not sure. It meant something that it means so true. It meant something that was like a guaranteed thing. But today just like many words over time it's the same word but some words have changed meanings and some words have changed meanings. Well this hope here is kind of the same thing because God, listen, we want to, we want, we serve in faith, we live by faith, and we do all these things because we believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and because I believe Him and who He is and what He's done, because I believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus, because I believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, it helps me to live by faith, it helps me to serve in faith, it helps me to have assurance in my life, it helps me to have security in my life, and when we look around in the world today, one of the things that we see is there's a lot of people that are trusting their own selves, trusting their own things, having a false sense of security, having no hope whatsoever, having no faith whatsoever, not serving God, not living for God, and and, and not walking by faith and living by faith because they don't know what faith is. Because first, you have to put your faith in the blood of Jesus. You have to put your faith in the blood of Jesus. And when you put your faith in the blood of Jesus, if you can trust Jesus to forgive you and save you by dying on the cross then you just by nature have to accept and believe and trust that he was raised from the dead because a dead savior can't do anything for you so when you trust in Jesus when you believe and trust in the blood when you put your faith and hope in the blood of Jesus, what happens? When then, then that means that whenever he was raised from the dead you, you put your faith and trust and hope in that and because of that you now have power and future, forgiving and cleansing. And then notice there in verse 22. He says, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, capital S, their Holy Spirit. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Now I want you to notice something there in verse 22. I want you to catch this now. Don't don't, don't buy Notice he shows us there in verse 22. He says, seeing you have purified. Now, if you purify something, what do you something, right? So, if you purify something, that is a cleansing something. And so it says, seeing you have. This is something you've done. Now, you have done this. What did you do? You believed in the blood of Jesus. You have believed in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And it has given you hope. It has given that assurance and trust. It has given you faith, you're now living by faith and walking by faith and, and in God. And notice he says, and now that you have the love of Jesus, now that you have uh, Jesus 
inside of you. The Lord Jesus, the Holy Spirit, uh, God himself lives and dwells inside of you. And because he does, you can do all things and see that you love one another with a pure heart. And notice he says, do it fervently. Not haphazardly, not begrudgingly, but he says you do it with a pure heart, fervently. Being born again, not of corruptible seed. How how is this going to happen? He says there in verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by what? The word of God. You You were born again by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And what does the Bible say? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he says, listen. He says, one of the things that you can be sure of is that you have to be born again. Isn't it not what Jesus said in John chapter 3? He says, you must be born again. It wasn't that you, it's it's a good idea. It wasn't that, you know, you, you might need to. He says, you must be born again. And if you haven't been born again, then that means you're lost. And if you're lost, that means you're on your way to a devil's hell. And you say, well, how in the world can I escape this? By believing in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. By believing in Calvary. By accepting what he's done for you. And, and, and not just believing on Calvary, but believing that Jesus rose from the dead. And that he sent at the right hand of the Father. Because when you do that, your sins will be forgiven. And it'll give you faith. And it'll give you hope. And it'll give you some assurance in your life. And then you can do things you never thought. in verse 19 with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus you mean I received all of that from the blood of Jesus you received all that and plus a whole lot more I haven't mentioned tonight that's what you received let's pray this evening